0: What's going on, guys? Welcome back to week five of The Playbook with Joey and Zach on WZBC AM Sports Radio. I hope it's been a good week for everyone. Hope all is well. Tonight's gonna act- Tonight is actually going to be the uh, final Wednesday night episode of the year. Um, and then this coming Saturday, we're going to be on the WZBC FM radio, channel 90.3. Uh, this Saturday from 1 to 3 p.m. We're super excited about that. That'll be the last episode of the year. Um, so tonight we're going to start off discussing the Pats Monday night football victory over the Bills. Um, giving us a nine and four record. I thought we looked, um, pretty solid in that win. You know, the O-line was dominant running backs looked good. Uh, so we're going to get into that a lot. Um,
1: yeah, then we'll get into some talk about the Giants, which I've been meaning to do for some time now. Um, my Giants have been struggling, but, um, I got some things I got to talk about the, what we're struggling with, but then also some signs, you know, encouraging signs and things to look forward to in the future. Some promising, uh, pieces to the team by Xavier McKinney and, uh, Andrew Thomas, we got some things to talk about there, so I'm excited about that. Um, after that, we'll get into some college football playoff predictions, um, which just came out in the past week. Uh, mm-hmm. Me and Zach will give our insight into who we think is going to win each game, and uh, we'll pick a winner also uh, mm-hmm. for the whole entire thing, so that'll be sick. And then get we'll get to some Super Bowl predictions, which obviously now, with the NFL being uh, most teams are 12 games in now, um, or 13 games for the Patriots uh, since they got their bye this week, we'll get into that, talk about some uh, Super Bowl predictions who we uh, think could win it all, and we'll see how it goes. Um, and then after that, we'll obviously take some time for some call-ins um, at 617-596-3150. Um, we should have time at the end, so give me a text at 617-596-3150. Uh, let me know if you want to come on. We should be able to get you on. So Absolutely, yeah. Let's get started. Um, yes,
0: yeah, so let's hop right into it. Um, Pats win Monday Night Football over the Buffalo Bills. Um, you know, really interesting game. Winds were whipping at like 50 miles an hour. There were very few passes thrown in general, um, especially from the Patriots and Matt Jones only on three balls the whole game. Um, you know, just an endless supply of rushing from the pads. Damian Harris going off for over 100 yards and a touchdown. Um, he had that one breakaway carry of 64 yards. Rondre Stevenson, um, stepped up when Damian Harris went down, finishing with 78 yards on the day. Um, Brandon Bolden got some touches as well. Um, you know, it was kind of nuts that game because the Bills just kind of started, you know, it got to a point in the second half that just started stacking like nine guys in the box because they knew it was coming every time. Um, and Max Jones, one of his two completions was, you know, Check I think out. it was that first throw it was, you know, to John U. Smith for five yards to the outside and the ball just, you could see it just kind of carry it all the way up in the wind. He made a nice grab, but that was kind of scary. Um, you know, just the way that, that ball moved in the air, I thought it was going to get picked. Um, you know, so... That was a little bit of a scare, but um, solid game all around. I mean, a lot of people were calling it boring, but I was honestly fine with it. I'll always take a win, um, you know, and it's football, so.
1: Yeah, I mean, from an outside standpoint, I do think it was boring, but that's because it wasn't my team, obviously. I, you know, I'm not going to be into a game that's not the Giants, like, you that's know. Fair. <laughs> For any given game, whether it's a Saints and, you know, Falcons game, I'm not going to really care as much unless it's the Giants. But, I mean, yeah, from an NFL standpoint, you know, fans' st- standpoint, yeah, it was a little boring just because of all the handoffs. You know, you knew the runs were coming. It was 46 times the Patriots ran the ball at a three-pass attempt. So you knew the runs were coming, which obviously the Bills still struggled with stopping it. And they were solid defense, too. But obviously, uh, you know, the Patriots were doing some misdirections and, uh, you know, doing some hot routes and having guys running mm-hmm. the backfield. Walking, was really good. Um, and that, down. too. So, uh, I didn't really like the three pass attempts. I know it was bad weather, but they, the, 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 the Bills did throw a good amount, probably like 10 times, 15 times to Josh Allen. Um, and he hit he it out a few times, actually, 45, 50 yards, trying to take a shot deep downfield. Um, but, yeah, 46 rushes to the Patriots to three passes. One of them was the check down, and then also the other one to uh, the, the out route to John o. Smith. Obviously, the wind did take that one, but Patriots are now 9-4 and on the year. Um, and uh, I do think I do think they're a good team. I'm not going to discredit them. But they have caught some breaks with their matchups playing Tennessee with their Derrick Henry, Julio and AJ Brown and playing the Browns on Nick mm-hmm. Chubb and Cream Hunt. I, mean, I don't disagree,
0: but wins are wins and
1: Yes, but you know, I'm the saying they're not day, being seven,
0: in, uh seven games in a row. That's
1: they're a good team. I'm not saying they are. Probably it's hard to win
0: in the line. league in general. Win seven straight. It doesn't matter what team you're playing, you know.
1: Talvin's at six now, yeah. So mm-hmm. I guess so that I'll move
0: it into the bye week next bye week enough. and then we uh run it back against the Bills the next week after that. Um and I honestly think if we take down the Bills in that week then you know, the AFC East should be ours. I mean, unless, you know, any major injuries come in to play, um, you know, we'll be two games ahead of the Bills and hold the tiebreaker. Um, so, you know, it would take us losing three games then at that point in the last, what would that be?
1: Five games, probably.
0: Yeah, last. Four, so you the no, last four games, games, games of the yeah. season after that Bills game, yeah. So, um, you know, I think it's super unlikely the way we're playing right now. We got one and three in those last four games and the Bills go 4 and oh. um, So, you know, I think... Should we win that game? That game is a must-win for the AFC East. Um, if we get that, we should be taking it, um, you know, right into the playoffs hot. So really excited about that.
1: Yeah, they got the Colts, actually, the Patriots, after the bye week. So that's a good matchup. Right, Colts, Colts and the Bills, six. my bad. My bad. Uh, they, no, they, you're good. It's still the same order, basically, it's just Colts and the Bills. Which The Colts are a good team, the 7-6. and six. Um, Patriots will be playing at the Colts mm-hmm. on Saturday night, December 18th, which should be a solid matchup. Saturday night football, going to love it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, that'll be the end yeah, of the that's semester a great for me, thing, actually, the so I'll be Lucky first night you. Out. I'm,
0: I'm here until the next week it's December 20th <laughs> first night out but that'll Coming be a big game here.
1: though that'll be a big game so I'm sure the Patriots mm-hmm. are looking forward to it I'm a
0: little scared game. for that matchup because we haven't really played a kind of running back at Jonathan Taylor yet and you know he's been cooking all year yeah because Derrick um, Henry was so hurt, explosive so was Chubb mm-hmm.
1: and Hunt and, uh, and Patterson too when the Falcons was hurt so the Patriots haven't played too many or we played a couple of good running backs, but you haven't played a domino mm-hmm. like John of the Taylor yet. So
0: yeah, last week we were going against
1: like Zach Moss, Matt
0: Breida. So <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's a
1: different matchup. There. Yeah, it's a lot different. Um, different than Patterson, Henry, or Chubb for sure. Mm-hmm. I get
0: that. Yes, yeah, so the Colts is one team I'm definitely a little bit worried about in the AFC. I think you know I think the Pat's can hang with anyone really right now the way we're playing. Um, but a couple teams I'd definitely be a little bit nervous about playing. The Colts are one of them. Um, probably wouldn't want to run to them in the playoffs. Um, and then obviously the Chiefs too, because we haven't faced a QB like Mahomes yet all year. So You know, we got this dynamic and can just kind of whip plays out of uh, anything. So, um, you know, if we run into a team like that in the playoffs, if we're there, um, you know, I don't know. We haven't really proven ourselves in that kind of game because our defense looked great all year passing defense, run defense, um, you know, everything has been great. Um, And it's all kind of came together. A lot of guys coming back after opting out last season, I think that's made the biggest difference. Um, A lot of our go to guys, Dante Hightower, Devin McCordy, so, you know, I think as we move forward, I think that's kind of a big question mark for me. Is can we hang and handle you know explosive guys like Jonathan Taylor and Patrick Mahomes?
1: Yeah, I think the biggest piece is actually Mac Jones because he has to turn the ball over like Cam Newton did last year. The Patriots would have a better record had Cam not turn the ball over in some big situations. So having a quarterback mm-hmm. that even though Mac does, we, we were it still so play,
0: close in some of those games with Cam last year. Though there was five games that were probably decided in the last two minutes, and yeah, you know that's the difference. Between, this year yeah, the that's time. the difference between seven and nine and. 12 uh, for so.
1: The Giants every year, yeah. Yeah. my eyes. <laughs> 4 But, and uh, 12. but that's a the thing, though. It. So, yeah, I think Mac, although he does make the safe play 9 out of 10 times, you well, won't throw into double coverage ever. I mean, you can win games that way So so. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, it's been working, thing, so. Which Cam, Cam would obviously run the ball in, you know, situations with one arm of the ball, and, you know, there'd be three guys coming to tough with that game against Ability, fumbled, mm-hmm. didn't have a good, hang of, good hand on the ball, which... Obviously, he lost that game last year, like the last minute or two. So mm-hmm. having a quarterback that holds on to the ball definitely helps. Um, mm-hmm. I had to
0: bring this comparison, too, with the way he throws. I mean, I'm not, I'm obviously not saying he's nearly as good as Tom Brady. But, you know, Tom Brady's just a big fan of kind of short passes. Um, the checkdowns. Yeah, you know, he's not throwing deep balls into double coverage or running out of the pocket. Just the way he plays is very similar. So, you know, watching this Pats team, it kind of reminds me of, you know, like kind of like 2017, 2018 Pats team when we were play, uh, playing the Falcons in the Super Bowl and then the Rams. Because um, our defense then was dominant, too, holding the ramps with three points in that Super Bowl. Um, so, you know, it really does feel like that kind of year again.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, for sure. The defense is playing solid. Matthew Judon was probably the best free agent signing. Um, Absolutely. In He's been probably, great. Um, definitely the He's biggest impact. I'll say that. Definitely the biggest impact signing. But um, I don't know why the Ravens let him go. They didn't want to give him the money, and then mm-hmm. obviously didn't work off the Ravens. still a great team. I mean, they probably couldn't pay him just because they have to, obviously have He's to pay Lamar. Yeah. <laughs> Slater too Matthew Slater oh, no, payton got him
0: at least so. we got a friend who's a big fan of the Slater's route right running yes Called Slater yeah he's a beast he's a beast <laughs> so
1: Payton's I think win any game just because they have Slater off there but anyway, so yeah the Ravens obviously had some decisions to make and, and Judon wasn't one of them uh, since they obviously have to pay Lamar Jackson and uh, everyone in that defense they still have to pay you know uh, mm-hmm. uh Humphrey and, and all of them so they got a lot of options uh, you know they could have went many routes and actually signed Judon and then maybe give him less money to Lamar, but obviously a quarterback, it's a lot more, posi- a lot more, uh, of a position, although I think pass rushing's right there, second or third, the most important part of your team. Mm-hmm. They had to make a decision, obviously, and save money for Lamar, so I respect that, but, uh, definitely didn't work out, uh, for mm-hmm. them at the end of the day. Since they Worked pass out rush great for the past. Julian's
0: been playing great this year. Um, you know, one of the leading tacklers in the Pats, um, 12 and a half too. yeah, pass rush has been great. Um, run defense has been great, and even, in coverage too, he looks solid out there. Um, you know, he's really a complete linebacker, and he can kind of do it all out there. Um, he's really stepped up big time. Him next to Hightower and Bandoy, um, you know, they looked really good this year, I thought. And I think we have one of the best linebacker cores in the whole league.
1: Yeah, for sure. I think, yeah, I mean, the AFC is a pretty interesting uh, conference because the Chiefs obviously struggled at the beginning of the year. Now, they're back to 8-4. They won five straight. Um, started with the winning against the Giants, of course. It just had to. Um, the Ravens are 8-4 also. The Titans are 8-4. Pages are 9-4. and four, So, very heavy conference. Um... And I, I'm looking forward to see how it how it shapes out uh, for Super Bowl predictions, which I know we were planning on doing this at the end, but hey, we're already talking NFL playoffs, but I just get it, it yeah. over now. Um, I think it it's interesting, there. though. I, I think the, the AFC is pretty stacked. So a lot of good teams. Mm-hmm. Um,
0: yeah, it's still wide open, really. For sure.
1: Um, I mean, the NFC is it, it's open, but it's not as open. The NFC has a lot more five and seven teams than the AFC does, so... I mean that whole mm-hmm. NFC South divisions five and seven. AFC's right got a best. lot, of, a,
0: a lot of eight and four teams right now. You got the Pats, Titans, uh, Ravens, Chiefs. I think. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's a lot of teams that are you know right there and can really compete for a championship. Um, but who's your pick for the winner of each respective conference?
1: Uh, start with the NFC. I, I, I like the Packers. I do think the Cardinals, although they're a very good team, even with Colt McCoy, they've been winning games. So I give them credit for that. There, they're there a very go. good team. <laughs> I do think they though. It is. I think at some down. point the Packers got to get it right. I know they haven't got it right for the last three years. They got to get it right at some point. I'm going to go with the Packers winning the NFC um, over the Bucks. I do think it's going to be. I okay. do think they'll meet each other. I think it'll be a big game, close game. Uh, I didn't like how it finished last year. I don't know why Lafleur chose to kick that field goal rather than giving you know the MVP Aaron Rodgers a chance to score at the end zone. I do think though their offense looks just as good this year as it did last, even without you know every one of that offensive line being hurt and mismatching and. Bring in, you know, backups and all of a sudden they're playing better than the Staldiers would have on that offensive line, which I wish the Giants had that same situation. Um, I do th- I like the Packers for the NFC over, over the Bucks, so Packers over the Bucks. Okay. AFC, this is where it gets tough. I mean I it is wide open. There's so why I many picked it last. so many different ways you can go here. Um but I do love Lamar Jackson, so I think I'm gonna lean with him and the Ravens. I do like I do usually they're pick good, the guys I like.
0: I don't know if they're playoff tested.
1: I do like the I usually pick the guys I like and tough I do loss love to the
0: Steelers last week. That wasn't yeah, yeah, I, I get that. Playoffs,
1: so. I get that. It's a long season, of Seventeen games, so you can figure those things out. I know it's the end of the season, so you want to get things figured out now. But you're gonna lose some close games over the course of a season, and that was at the end. I mean, they went for two, and obviously Andrews couldn't come up with it, and you know the Ravens would have won that game if they. ended up mm-hmm.
0: That was so, a tough throw. Yeah, Lamar. he's a, he's usually better than that. So I mean, the Steelers. Yeah, at five, I, would, six, I would miss one. So you know, if you play that game ten times in a row, nine out of ten, I think they're getting that two point conversion. Um, just a tough throw from Lamar. Mark Andrews, too, he got his hands on that.
1: Um, I wish he caught that. Not exactly you know. his fault, though. Um, so I guess I'll go Ravens over Chiefs for the AFC. And in the NFC, I got Packers over the Bucks. So that's for now. I know, hey, we'll do this every other week or whatever. When we get back, it'll be playoffs. Mm, so. Yeah,
0: it'll be a lot closer. We'll kind of know the playoff teams. So then we can go like matchup by matchup and, you know, go yeah. through the wild card, divisional, everything.
1: For sure. But I wish we had an extra week or two. Then we could just update it as the week went on, kind of like what Colin Cowherd does every week. He gives his top 10 of the NFL. But um, yeah, so I'm going to go mm-hmm. Ravens over Chiefs. The AFC has stacked. There's a lot of options. Bills, Patriots, Titans. I mean, there's a million options. If the Titans get Derrick Henry back, I mean, no one could stop them early in the season. So, besides the Jets, somehow. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> I think it'll be interesting. What do you think?
0: Um, so, my pick out of the NFC has got to be uh, the box Brady's still, obviously, um, you know, the best winner in the NFL. Um, I mean, the team looks great this year. Guys like Antonio Brown, Godwin, Mike Evans. They just got so many weapons. You know Gronk's back big time. This is his first full off season since he was playing for the Pats. Um, you know he's had a whole you know full camp and everything to really get his body in shape. You can really tell when you look uh, watch him up there. You know the way he's just going out and you know being a vertical threat and grabbing touchdowns. Um, he's been an intram- uh, another instrumental piece of their offense this year, along all those other receivers. Um, their O line has been good. Defense has been solid, not as quite as good as last year. Um, but still, they look pretty good up there, I thought. And, you know, they don't really have any weaknesses. I mean, their defense is solid, it's not great, but I wouldn't consider it to be a weakness. Um, so I think the, the most complete team in the league. So I got them going to the Super Bowl. I just think, I think it's going to be them, the Cardinals in. Uh, the NFC Championship, I think it'd be close between the Cardinals and the Packers that they're playing each other. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, we don't know what the seedings are going to look like. Um, but yeah, I so think, think the Cardinals are super explosive. Um but I things that uh, I still think they're a little bit too young to kind of get over the mountaintop and make it into the Super Bowl. Um, you know, the guy, like Kyler Murray. I think his time is coming. I don't know if this is the year yet. Um, so that's why I'm wrong with the Bucks. And then for the AFC, um, obviously, I really want to pick my Pats. A um, little conflicted though, if if we do end up playing the uh, Kansas City Chiefs, um, have not having played. Uh, Having not played a guy like Mahomes before, um, lose did. my words here. You good? You're <laughs> uh, getting into it. I uh, am. Yeah. I got a lot of thought going on. Uh, sure. I didn't even think this through who I was going to pick. Um, yeah, this just but, came up. We were talking playoffs. So yeah, well we just kind of went going. for it. I'd rather uh, do it at the end. Yeah,
1: I might as well get them out
0: now. Um, but I'm gonna stick with my boys. I'm gonna get the Pats going over the Chiefs in the AFC Championship. I know it's a hot take for a lot of people because we got a rookie quarterback. Um, we got a lot of unproven guys out there like Damian Harris. I mean, he's played great for us um, all season, but obviously no playoff experience um the defense though i think that's really going to be the key factor for us i think our offense is going to be steady and they can give us you know 20 25 points a game in the playoffs which is really all you need if you got a great defense um and i really feel like we got one of the best defenses in the NFL this year one of the best in the AFC um and it's just going to be all about containing guys like Lamar Jackson and Patrick Mahomes in the playoffs and i think if we're capable of that which i think there's a good chance cuz you know our secondary has been balling out all year um you know, we can really make it to the Super Bowl and then, you know, set up a pats box rematch. Uh, Brady versus Belichick, I think that would be electric. Um, and I got my Pats going all the way in that matchup, so.
1: Wow,
2: that's nice. Hey,
0: we already cool. saw that one close game. I think it was week four of Pats-Bucks, and, you know, it came down to a missed field goal, so.
1: In the rain, yeah.
0: We know that we can hang with them, um, you know, it's just a matter of, you know, execution at that point. Um, definitely hard to go up against Tom Brady and beat him in the Super Bowl, but hey, it's been John's done before. So, yeah, you John's know that better than anyone.
1: Pass rush, so. I tell you, that's what you got to do. If Pages and get pass rush, I mean, that's mm-hmm. how you get to beat the best quarterbacks in the game. you got to get to them.
0: We've had solid pass rush. Um, a couple of guys this year, you know, Judon, 12 and a half sacks. Um, you know, guys like Barmore has been stepping up. Godshow show been solid as well. Um, So, yeah, I mean, I really think we can go all the way. I know a lot of people might disagree and say they're going to get smoked by the Chiefs in the conference championship right blow in the divisional. Um, but the way we're looking right now, the O line, Dominant, Damian Harris has been honestly. I think he's been one of the top running backs in the NFL right now. The way he's looked, um, you know, and it all depends on his ability to stay healthy too. Because you got guys like Nick Chubb who are getting injured, and you know he's one of the best running backs in the NFL, easily top three right now. Um, but you know his ability to stay healthy it's a huge question mark for me. Um, you yeah. so that's really the key right now with you know running back and O line guys that are playing you know these super physical games for sixty minutes. Um, so yeah, that's why I'm rolling with the
1: Pats. Yeah, we'll get into some talk about, uh, running backs and injuries, like Saquon and stuff. We'll get into that when we talk about the Giants, so I have a whole script about that ready to go. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, so there you go. There you have it. So you've got the Patriots over the Chiefs, um, and the AFC for Zach, and the Bucks over the Cardinals, correct? In the NFC Championship, yeah. Okay, yep. and then I got Ravens over Chiefs, so it's a different team than Ravens, and then I have... The Packers, which I think at some point they got to get it right. This might be Aaron Rodgers' last year there, and maybe even Devontae Adams is too. Um, they signed Aaron Jones, so he'll still be there, but it's looking like AJ Dillon could be that guy in the backfield right now, as of now at least, because mm-hmm. injuries. I yeah, get Packers, they Packers okay. over Bucks. Yes, true. I'm with you there. So Packers over Bucks in the NFC, and then he has the Patriots over the Bucks in the Super Bowl. Yeah. And I, I have the Ravens, the Packers. I think the Packers beat the Ravens, I do, so
2: that's my pick. I I don't know, I wanted the Packers
1: to win last year, and I figured at some point they got to get it right, especially with a quarterback like Aaron Rodgers that wants to win, and especially win now. So Mm -hmm. I think,
0: I'll respond to that, I think if the Packers get into the Super Bowl, they win. I think against any AFC team, you know, Rodgers is going to take it. I really think that Rodgers' weakness is Tom Brady, and if they have that matchup, I got the box, but... If somehow the Bucks lose to another team in the NFC playoff before getting to the Packers, um, you know it really could be wide open for them. I mean, they're obviously one of the best teams that have been for the last few years. A ton of weapons. Um, you know, Defense has been great all year, too. Our guy, A.J. Dillon, he's been eating up out there. So uh, a lot of things to like for that team, too.
1: Sure. We got Buck Wash listening and Let's go. Just got a text from the GOAT. Buck uh, <laughs> hey, Wash Mark. music. Go check him out on Spotify. On. Go check him out on Spotify. Best thing I've ever heard. And Fat Hosey as well. Um, but anyways, yeah, so there you go, there you go. We, we got our picks of the NFL, um, which we were going to do at the end. But hey, I said, might as well get them out now.
2: Mm-hmm, it's makes perfect sense, Perfect yeah. timing,
1: right before we talk about the Giants. Mm-hmm. And
0: Speaking of, uh, of predictions, out. who's not going to make it? Tell us, Joey.
1: The Giants aren't eliminated yet, so I'm not going to hear that. But <laughs> today, Russell Wilson plays the Giants, Saints, and Broncos on uh, a list of teams that he would uh, waive the no-trade clause for uh, that he has on his contract. Uh, but I don't think the Giants should do it. Uh, at the end of the day, it's going to cost way too much. And I truly believe training for Russ would set us back three to four years. I do not think we are quarterback away from winning. Uh, we have a lot more holes, and those three three or four draft picks are going to be huge in trying to rebuild and set up a future. And you give up three picks to a team who wants to rebuild, the Seahawks want to rebuild, and you're taking it from a team like the Giants who should be rebuilding, it's only going to set us back further. We are not Russell Wilson away. I know every Giants fan thinks you input any quarterback, we're going to win the Super Bowl. We really aren't there yet. As hard as it is to admit, um, I don't want Russell Wilson. I don't. But...
0: That's fair. I think the price you would have to give up to get him um, is obviously steep. Uh, you know, a team like the Giants that has a lot of holes offensively and defensively, especially offensive line, um, you definitely don't want to be giving up first round picks. And that's what it's going to take to get a guy like him. Um, you know, although I think he'd be great, and he'd definitely boost your guys' win total. I think in terms of the future, you guys aren't going to win a Super Bowl with him because your guys' situation is not nearly close to as good as the Seahawks. Um, so you know, if you throw him out there, you, you know you might get eight wins, nine wins. Um, But, you know, what is that going to get you, like a 5 or a 6 seed maybe? And then, you know, there's just question marks all over defensively. Um,
1: Offensive line, that's the the biggest question. Yeah.
0: The future, too, of your team. If you have to go, you know, two or three first-rounders for Russ, whatever it takes, maybe it's just one first-rounder and a couple of other picks, but still it's going to take at least one. Probably two, yeah. Probably Mm -hmm. two, I think. Um, Maybe even three. Yeah, your guys' picks, too. They're pretty good. Six and seven (laughs) this year. I'll get into that, too. You guys always got uh, high-up picks, so. You know, we'll I, right. I, I would say I agree with you on that, that I wouldn't want to give up that kind of package for Russ um, yeah. if I'm the Giants right now.
1: I, I don't think it matters who you have a quarterback, and I've had this argument with a few people in the past week. I don't think it matters who you have a quarterback. because No matter who the quarterback <laughs> is of the Giants, they're going to have no time to throw, not going to have a run game because there's no offensive line, and the defense can sit back and just let you throw all day because they know you're not going to be able to run the ball, and they know they can pass rush and blitz you, and you're not going to be able to get the ball out in time to, you know, guys aren't even getting three or four yards off the line of scrimmage. Mm. on the Giants Kenny Galladay awful signing I'm going to get into that also but that's a different part <laughs> Joey loves
0: Kenny Galladay ugh,
1: there are so many holes in the Giants though when not a quarterbacks play a top quarterbacks play away from winning um, it's hard to admit obviously because I, you know, I love the Giants more than anything but I do honestly care about their future and I don't want to trade away, trade away three first round picks that are going to be vital mm-hmm. to rebuilding the team yeah I don't team.
0: blame you at all um, um,
1: so we'll see how that goes but Gettleman Dave Gettleman uh, uh, Giants GM he's on the hot seat he'll probably be gone by the end of the year um, I do really like so. him I've given him I've given him some slack over the past, you know, year or two. I've given him, uh, you know, a cushion or whatever, rather than you know going at him always. But I like him, you know, because he's from Boston, has a Boston accent. He actually went to Boston Latin. Shout out Mark Walsh again. Um, but at the end of the day, I think things have only gotten worse with him. and I think now you have to, you have to fire him. I know after last season, he had a couple good draft picks. You know, Xavier McKinney was a great one in twenty twenty. Um, in twenty twenty one, he got uh, Aziz Ojalari from Georgia in the second round. But with a great second round picks, he can't make the first round picks right for some reason, or at least he can't get the first round picks to produce to the level they should be because the things he has around them aren't equipped enough to make things work. So, as in Daniel Jones, Saquon, you know, they don't mm-hmm. have time to, to, to make things work. I mean, work.
0: Saquon's a little bit of a different case, though, just because of his injury history. Um, obviously, with a, you know, a real offensive line, maybe he wouldn't be getting hurt as much. Um, yeah. But, you know, some things you just can't see into the future, like, you know, the torn ACL and the ankle injury the Shoulder, too. Um,
1: yeah, I'd say, cool, just ankle, knee. I think, shoulder.
0: uh, if anyone's on the hot seat in the Giants, it's gotta be Joe Judge, dude. We're How about, add, uh, it's called, it's after out, that man. loss on uh, what was it, Sunday Night Football? He blamed it on the headsets. So he goes, The mics aren't Chiefs, working. Monday night, Monday <laughs> night. That was ridiculous. He goes, I can't like hear what everyone's saying. Like, oh.
1: yeah, so yeah, Joe yeah, Judge. That, if I was a
0: Giants fan, that's the last thing I'd want to hear after a loss on uh, Night thing. Football.
1: He has struggled heavily with time management. We've called timeouts with a minute left in the first half, you know, when we should be using them. We, we're calling timeouts with a minute left in the first quarter, I mean, when we should be saving them for a last-minute drive in the end of the first half. Same thing, second half, he calls timeouts in the third quarter for some reason. He's blamed the headsets. I get it. He's 10-18, and 18 actually, as the Giants head coach, uh, which is right now fifth worst in the NFL since he was hired. Um, but I think a bigger thing with, with Joe Judge is obviously we're losing games and stuff, but one thing he does have is the Giants are playing hard for him the guys are always trying the hardest. And I know honestly at the end of the day, we could have two wins against the Chiefs in, in Washington, both night games, both would have been big wins. Um but they both were taken away because of defensive offsides penalties, which obviously, you know, it doesn't make one one play doesn't make a change a game. But that could have been two wins for the Giants. It could've maybe, you know, changed the course of the season. We would have been six and six right now rather than four and eight. But then again, mm-hmm. can't go backwards. Um I do think though Gettle wins more on the hot seat. Um he's gotta be gone at the end of the I mean, we've gotten Worse and worse in every team out, except the honest. secondary. You think you think he's going to stay?
0: No, I think they're both out. Oh, you
1: think they're both Okay, I thought you, I thought you meant he was going to stay. So I mean, we only have $3.5 million in cap space going into this year because every, everyone he signed, um, and this is with the NFL actually, raising the salary cap to $208 million. Somehow we only have $3 million in cap space. We must have ended the negatives next year. Yeah, Kenny
0: kind of, oh, Galladay eating up, what, $16 million a year or 18, something $18 yeah,
1: <laughs> million, he's, And listen cool. to this. He only has 26 catches for 409 yards and no touchdowns. And right now, statistically, right now he's making six hundred ninety-six hundred ninety-two thousand dollars per catch he has, and forty-four thousand dollars per yard. That's just ridiculous. No touchdowns too. Yeah. Brutal contracts. <laughs> should have taken that. Signed an offensive lineman, Given Daniel Jones, Saquon Barkley some help. Especially if you if you want to evaluate them. Because I know every Giants fan says, oh, this is you know both of them got to be gone. If you want to evaluate them, give them a fair chance to actually play. Because no other running back, or quarterback would be playing out there with with what the Giants have. It's not mm-hmm. their fault.
0: Hey, what do you think about, um, you know, you guys had a tough loss to the Dolphins last week, put up nine points. Joe Judge saying he was pleased at the offensive performance. He was I know you the think that's funny, dude, but if I was, <laughs> if I'm a fan of that team, I'd be pissed.
1: He was pleased with the whole team's performance and, and, um, uh I don't know He tries to say nine the right points. things, obviously, which obviously might not be the best thing to say. You shouldn't say you're pleased in that in that regard, but at the end of the day, he's not going to go up there and say, you know, we know our offense offensive line is awful, and we know Dave Kennedy can't draft right and all that. He can't do that, obviously, but he's obviously trying to stay positive, which, uh, you know, at the end of the day, may not be the best thing to say there, because obviously our offense only scored nine points, and I'll get into all the offensive struggles at some point, but um, I do like Joe Judge, though. I think he's a character. He does make me laugh at a lot of his postgame interviews. Um, especially with the headsets and saying he was pleased. Um, but I do think he'll get another year. I think he'll get another one unless they want to just completely clear house, which, although it's, I don't think Joe Judge is the main issue. I think at the end of the day, if you fire Dave Gettleman but you keep Joe Judge, that just sets you back a little more because rather than just clearing the house completely and restarting, you're keeping part of the last regime, which we've done now two straight times when we kept Pat Shermer with, with Gettleman, got rid of him, and now brought Joe Judge. This would be a second time of keeping a guy from the past regime and... I think you just got to restock completely. So we see how. I mean, mm-hmm. with nineteen to forty-one under Dave Kedham, and he's the fourth. We're, we got the fourth worst record in the NFL since we signed him as the GM. He's got to be gone. I'd imagine it's got to be this year, but we'll see. Mm-hmm. I mean, since yeah, 2017, he has made a lot of
0: questionable, both free agent and draft decisions.
1: Yeah, um, hey, I. Yeah. I'm gonna get into it. Was
0: that O-line he drafted out? Wasn't Andrew he? Thomas.
1: He's yeah, actually Andrew solid Thomas, though. I was gonna
0: say he's all right, but he's
1: he's probably our, one of our best. There was a lot backs. of
0: big dogs going in that draft.
1: He might have been. Our, might be our best, most important player though. That you know. Oh, especially the offensive line is the most important player, but when he's out there, Daniel Jones has him as his left tackle, with typically a better offense. I know you know both have missed games. Daniel yeah, Jones has is missed there. games. Nate Solder and right tackle—that's another thing. I mean, I don't want to hear okay. anything about Daniel Jones, especially when you get Nate Solder at right tackle. But anyway, so we're, we're, uh, since 2017, we got the second worst record in the NFL, uh, 22 and 54. So clearly things have to change. I think you has got to clear house, figure things out after that. It's nothing against Joe Judge. I just think keeping guys from the past regime just. Doesn't usually work. you just got to restart completely. But I wouldn't mind keeping him. i keep him another year. I wouldn't, I wouldn't be against it. But I do think... Mm-hmm. I know you're a big fan play, of him. But uh, thing. I do like him. I, the I, two
0: I, things for me is blaming the loss against the Chiefs and the headsets and then sending him pleased, pleased with the offensive performance after nine points. That's a little a little suspicious He was pleased to me. with the
1: progress, but still. Yes, it I... Sounds like
0: he knows he's on his way out.
1: Um, one thing I want to discuss was the next step is Saquon Bakery and Daniel Jones. Um, I know everyone wants to say, oh, Saquon, Daniel Jones, awful picks. Once again, I, I don't want to hear any slander about them because nobody plays in the NFL would play behind the line that they play with and get up to the microphone after every game and blame themselves rather than talk about how they have no time to get to the line of scrimmage with Saquon or to even look downfield for Daniel Jones. Neither one of the time. I love their leadership more than anything. Um, and to a certain extent, I want them to ex- uh, succeed more than I want the Giants to win in this stage of the season. I don't want to hear any more slander about wow. Daniel Jones or Saquon. I honestly, when you're 4-8, I obviously want to win every game we can, just because you know we've had 22 in the last four years, so every win matters to me heavily. But at the end of the day, though, I'd rather have Daniel Jones and Saquon play well, since I think you know one more loss will also put us out of the playoffs, anyways. I'd rather Saquon and Daniel Jones play well than have the Giants win a game, which might be might be hard to, really? to say. If you're I can in the world is the Giants winning the game. The Giants, yes, but I, hey, with them playing well, it might come a win. I'm not saying that I'd rather them lose and have them play well. I'm just saying I, want, oh, yeah. I I'm prioritizing them playing well. More than anything, right now, I just don't want to hear All any right. more slander about them. Um, I don't think they're to blame. No, no. I think the offensive line is the first thing. Um, I don't think also nothing with Daniel Jones is. I don't think a win and loss record for him, uh, Monday Night Football in general, should be a statistic. I don't. I don't think quarterback records should be a statistic for any quarterback. And I'm gonna explain why. I understand if for coach because they oversee a whole entire team, you know, offense, defense, special teams. But do quarterbacks play safety and do they play punter? Do they play cornerback? Do they play left tackle? No, but they end? still
0: play the biggest position on the field.
1: But at the end of the a day, it's a team sport. A a it's a team sport, though. Do point guards have a record? No. It, 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 but, okay, but if you look at the, the Bucks position...
0: and you throw like Trevor Siemian out there, they're not going to be nine and three.
1: No, but what I'm saying is though, I don't uh, think quarterback record should be.
0: But out of any position, the QB probably... easily has the biggest impact on record out of any position out in the field.
1: Yes, but I do think it's a team game at the end of the day. Is my point? I think a well, definitely. I mean,
0: if you throw Tom Brady on, you know, the Jags, they're not going to be, you know, the same team as the Bucs, but they're still going to be probably seven and five at least.
1: But I just see a lot of people talking about Daniel Jones and his win and loss record. And I don't think, especially for this team, it should not be on him. He's not the—he's not drafting an offensive line. He's not picking every guy he wants on the team, and he's not picking—you know—what the Giants are doing in coverage on defense, especially last year. We Lost a lot of games, you know, in the last three years. I am mean, not minute. blaming it all on him, but
0: he's not—you know—he's not a top five QB in the NFL or anything either. He's not—he's
1: not. But I'm gonna I agree. mean, I guess
0: he's serviceable, but it, you know, he hasn't really proven anything to me yet. Still, he's had some good games here and there. Um but, you know, consistency has been a little bit of an issue.
1: Um, yeah, so i got I got a good statistic here. Through week 12 with Jason Garrett. So Jason Garrett was fired actually in week 12. So through the first 10 games under him through week 11, um, up until week 12, that is. Uh, Daniel Jones threw 331 passes, okay? And only 12 of them traveled 20-plus yards downfield, which is awful. You know, 6.9% of his passes went downfield uh, more than 20 yards, which is 36 in the NFL. So it's not Daniel Jones' fault. Play calling is not his fault. That's another thing we got to talk about. And Daniel mm-hmm. Jones especially is the deep ball. He's actually great at throwing downfield, very, very accurate deep ball, always a pretty throw. Um, and that's something that, you know, the play call is, that's, that's something that's their priority is trying to get him in the best position for him to succeed, and that's something the Giants haven't done. Um, and I know under Pat Shermer, the Giants threw downfield a ton. Daniel Jones had 24 touchdowns in 12 games as a rookie. Should have been rookie of the year over Kyler Murray. Kyler only had 20 oh. touchdowns in 16 games. Daniel Jones had four more touchdowns in four less games. Daniel Jones should have been the rookie of the year that year, but...
0: Daniel Jones' rookie of the year, I don't know. Oh, he
1: had four more touchdowns that have been four less games. Come on, give me a break. Well,
0: that's us debate on Saturday.
1: Anyways, though, and Daniel Jones actually in the 2020 season, which everyone who wants to slander Daniel Jones doesn't know this, he had the high, highest passer, passer rating on throws 20-plus yards downfield last season, 132.5 is his rating, went throw 20-plus yards last season, 2020. Jones threw 657 yards, six touchdowns, no picks. Had 18 big time throws on those throws and two turnover worthy plays, which is actually great because you throw deep downfield a lot of the time and get picked, especially if there's a safety on the top. It's not Daniel Jones' fault. Offensive line should be the priority. We have the sixth and seventh pick. I honestly you, go you guys need line. everything
0: really. O line more than QB, but I still. mean our,
1: our secondary is great. We have a great secondary. Uh, we do need another pass rusher, but I think offensive line's the biggest problem on the team and by far. Especially I don't disagree, but you guys you, you guys
0: do he got he holes helped. everywhere right now. Um, I mean it's not just QB play, but it also is QB play. Um, you know, I think it comes with, you know, you guys need some more weapons, you need no line, you need, you know, Health. pass rush, linebackers. Um, you know, maybe bring Odell back to... I would have loved it. New York, I know kind of, you would love that. Yeah, you, you were calling for it. that. Um,
1: Didn't happen, but... Yeah, that's the thing. There's a lot of things that go into winning. The injuries have been a major, from the Giants. We Right right now we lead the league with 23 guys the injury deserve um, among the worst in the NFL, we've lost 68 stocks you know, to players that are on the injured reserve, which is awful. You know, Canary's Tony missed three games, four for Saquon, seven for Stone Shepard, three for Galladay, three for and two for Ingram, four for Andrew Thomas, one for Kyle Rudolph, and one for Daniel Jones. That's a lot of missed games right there, and those are all in the offense right there. So those are his weapons. Hmm. Seven games for Stone Shepard, who's a very big piece on that offense, especially with Saquon, four games for him. Very big pieces of the offense haven't been there for him, which is another thing. But going into that, though, I mean, the Giants haven't had – a running back or a wide receiver scored a touchdown since October. So that's another thing. That's It's, it's tough. not Danny Jones' fault with play calling, although I do want us to be better in the red zone. We actually, right now, have the worst red zone percentage uh, to touchdown uh, yeah, to percentage in the red walk. zone. He's been, he's been coming to fantasy. But we have we're 43% of the time we've scored a touchdown in the red zone, which is the worst in the NFL, actually. Um, and as I said, I mean, you haven't thrown a touchdown to a running back, to a wide receiver, and a running back hasn't scored a touchdown in general, whether it be running or catching since october and the last three touchdowns with the giants was Xavier mckinney's pick six in week uh what was it week nine against the raiders andrew thomas's touchdown on monday football against the bucks in week 11 and then chris myrick the tight end who came with a practice squad his first nfl catch was a touchdown against the eagles in week 12. um you know weapons are a big issue for the giants it's the health of the weapons we have great plays it's just the health Mm -hmm. um you know we scored 19 touchdowns in 2021 um, the team's fewest through the first twelve games since nineteen seventy seven. Another statis- sad ah, statistic. Yeah, that's and tough. we've scored three touchdowns in the last seventeen quarters. Which, at the end of the day, I do think Jason Garrett took a lot of the blame. I don't think it was just him. I think it was a huge issue. He took a lot of the blame. Yeah, for the offensive Jason Western Garrett's Wisconsin. a fluke.
0: But yeah, you got a poor O line too. How about uh, speaking of injuries, Jake Fromm coming in getting a starting nod for you guys yes, game this weekend? Yeah. How are you feeling about that?
1: You know, it's looking like he's going to start. Now they're saying that you know Mike Glennon might be ready or whatever. Which I think that might just be. You know they say just to get uh yeah, the chargers to the charges. Yeah, just to bit. get yeah. the charges have to prepare for a different um quarterback, obviously. But uh yeah, Jake Fromm's coming into a situation if he were to start tough situation. I mean, the Giants scored three touchdowns in the last four games and three touchdowns in the last 42 drives. So he's coming into an offense that has been stagnant all season and due to play calling, yeah, he and offensive line. I, I don't even as I said though, I don't even think it depends on the quarterback. I think it's play calling offensive line that have been the two biggest issues on the offense. Um, but he'd be coming into a big situation, obviously. We're still alive, so every snap matters um, at the end of the day, um, mm. but I'm, I'm wishing him luck. At the end of the day, though, I'm hoping Daniel Jones is all right. He has a neck injury, and they said it could be season-ending because he's going to see a specialist, so must be serious. I'm hoping he's all right. As much as I want Absolutely. to succeed on the field, I want his health to be first, obviously, since football is only a short part of your life. Obviously, being healthy and being able to do things in your everyday life is more important, so hoping he's all right, but Jake Frumps plays, psyched for the opportunity from him. Hopefully, he plays well. Hopefully we give him a second to throw. I know at Georgia we had all day to throw. In the NFL he's not going to have all day to throw, so that would be a big difference for him. But um, Signs of promise for the Giants, though. Uh, Xavier McKinney's excellence, he's been great all season. Um, his ascension as one of the best safeties in the game has been huge. Um, the defense held Miami to 297 yards last week um, and held the rushing offense on Miami to 68 yards, which both of the Giants' second lows of the year, which was great. Um, and then Aziz Alari, 6.5 sacks, which is the Giants' rookie record. And I mentioned McKinney and Ojalari being great second-round picks. Um, and we hold the sixth and seventh pick. So we're going to be able to get okay. things right. We're mm-hmm. going to be able to get things right. There you go. We'll see how it goes, obviously. But, you know, I'm very interested to see how the end of the season plays out. I think Giants might get their wish. I mean, if Dave Gettleman's gone. There's a chance the Giants will move on from Daniel Jones, and you'll get your wish. And I'm saying right now, live on air, which I said this the other day, not even knowing that Jim Plunkett, a Patriots quarterback in the 70s, left the Patriots because everyone said he struggled and was awful. He went to the Raiders, and won two Super Bowls. I said this the other day, not even knowing, about a week ago now, that Daniel Jones is going to end up leaving the Giants and win two Super Bowls with the Raiders. He'll be the new Jim Plunkett. I'm booking that now. If Daniel Jones leaves the Giants; right. he's winning Super Bowls.
0: Um, <laughs> I hold you to that.
1: And I think you know he has to be in the right situation. Derek Carr is a free agent next year. You know, one more year after this, and Daniel Jones, they might give him another year, depending on the GM and seeing if they want to give him a fourth year out, right, since he's still a cheap, cheap uh, contract, you know, seven million where he's getting. So. We'll see how it goes, that's my
0: prediction. That's my giant spiel. I had to go off with them. <laughs> there you go. I had to. All right. So. Um, how about we get into a little bit of BC football? I know we want to save a lot of it for Saturday when we have our show on the FM. Um, we got two hours. Um, you know, we can talk a little bit about some of the guys that, you know, are staying with him the program for another year, going to the NFL, um, graduating, moving on. Um, so, you know, a couple days ago Phil Dracovic was announcing that he's gonna stay at BC for one more year. Um, for the 2022 season, which is great, um, he wants to finish his degree. He said on Twitter, um, he wants to stay and develop, um, you know, all facets of his game. Um, you know, we got a big game against Notre Dame coming up next year. I think he's really pumped to play in that game. He's been posting about it. Um, you know, he gets to come back into South Bend and give his revenge tour. It's kind of too bad that Brian Kelly won't be the coach there anymore. The ghost, uh, Brian Kelly. I don't know, <laughs> got a uh, odd Southern accent going on. It's been three days in the, uh, Louisiana for him, so. Um, but really excited that Jerkova is coming back next year. It solves a lot of issues about, um, you know, who's going to be our QB of the future. It gives us another year to kind of figure out, you know, who's next um, at starting QB for us, because um, that is a huge question mark right now. You know, there's a lot of young guys coming in, but you know, there's not too much information about them out there right now. Um, so you know, obviously it's great to have a guy like him, um, and he can really keep us at the top of the ACC, I think, especially with the whole another year development, and if he can stay healthy. Um, you know, that's obviously huge. We should have a lot of returners coming in. Um, Pat Garo, he was named to the All-ACC second team as a running back. Um, Zay Flowers, that's a big question mark if he's coming back yeah, next year. we'll talk about that. I too. think he should, honestly, and I think he can really uh, boost his draft stock. He comes back one more year, and he gets a full year of a healthy Dracovic. Because, um, I mean, he missed it on tons of stats. There were so many deep balls he'd get open, and Grosseller and had to throw a miss. Um, you know it was really tough to watch but he was explosive all year i think he's ready to succeed in the NFL i think he could still be probably a third round pick maybe a second maybe a fourth um but he's a guy that i think could stay i think it's a 50 50 chance right now he hasn't really been saying anything um so no word from him yet but obviously i really hope he stays um Jalen gill another guy who slotted to stay on offense another big weapon um i really hope he stays Although he hasn't really been uh, getting many touches this year, so I'm a little worried about you know his kind of fit and role with the team. Um, and hopefully he doesn't ent- uh, enter the transfer portal for what's already been a, kind of a crazy year in that mm-hmm. um, regard. So obviously want him to stay. And then the O-line is going to be a huge question mark. So we got Zion Johnson, who was just named the ESPN All-American. Um, he could be a first or second rounder. He will be a first or second rounder. He'll
1: be rider. a first or second rounder for sure. He's the second best offensive uh, guy uh, actually... Yeah. Um, in Mel Kiper's, um rankings which mm-hmm. I love Mel Kuiper watch I love Mel Kuiper, he's the GOAT uh, uh, get him on the podcast um, uh, he's actually my favorite uh, Yes, yeah,
0: Zion Johnson though, he's a beast he allowed I think it was zero pressures all year um, he only had four blown blocks all season um, so obviously one of the best guards in college football we've had some uh, guys have like six in one, mm-hmm. one series <laughs> yeah <in> Syracuse. <laughs> one, one possession but. that was a tough game that Syracuse game I think we went over that in one of the weeks yes on the podcast yeah, we definitely it, did, it did. Yeah. We, we
1: discussed uh, mm-hmm. we didn't say names but
0: um yeah but that'll be great to see um you know zion johnson go to the nfl you know obviously he's ready you know he's been in college five years now he's just ready to go he's a beast um you know the acc pass rush is nothing to him so i'm excited to see what he does at the next level um alec lindstrom too another guy that's going to go pro as he's a senior now um you know he could be a second or third rounder as well um obviously a solid center Um, named a finalist for I forget the name of the award but it's for the best centers in college football and he was named up with Tyler Lindenbaum from Iowa who's the clear best alignment in the country right now um, and someone else who's name I'm blanking on but you know him being placed in those top three centers in college football um, obviously they're super excited to see him pumped for him um, he's going to find great success in the NFL I think alongside his brother Chris uh, who plays for the Falcons right now
1: Chris is a man I met Chris mm-hmm. actually a couple times at oh, he's a base. To Me, my dad, yeah. my uh sister's boyfriend, Mike Curley, got pictures with him, which was sick. So that's awesome.
0: He's a good guy. He, he seems like a nice guy. I like Lindstrom too. Um I've seen some interviews with him over the summer. And he he loves uh his eating. What's his feud? Uh he has a review reviews. page called Rick's Yeah, reviews. Rick's I'm reviews a big fan he yeah, he's a beast. But we gotta get him on and try Rick's review. <laughs> I gotta do a Rick Rick review. He with loves him. uh wherever he wants to go I'm yeah, down. getting food from anywhere in the area and reviewing. Check it out on Instagram.
1: R I C review. Rick Reviews. Yeah, that's it. it's awesome. RICS it's hilarious. Reviews, <laughs> yes, Rick's mm-hmm. reviews. They
0: we gotta know. do one of those. We gotta get him in here. See if we can get him, and then before he do graduates, one live. yeah, you can do mm-hmm. one live over. Here, yeah, so. bring him in the studio, and uh, I don't know. I don't know what we'd get. Maybe some Eagles.
1: Get anything? Uh, yeah, whatever he uh, wants. Whatever he whatever he he wants honestly, I'm get with. Get a chicken of two sides.
0: Mm-hmm. That's right. <laughs> yeah, try McElroy. Uh, let's see. So Go yeah, obviously, um, yeah, the O line is gonna be a huge question. I think next year we saw in the Syracuse game when who was it, Um, Tyler Vrabel went down with an injury. We had a couple of different guys come in. You know, that was a really tough game. Um, You know, that whole series when, after Vrabel went down, we had, like, five or six pressures in a row. Grossell and Moore both had no time because they both played that game. Um, So I am a little nervous, I won't lie, about the future of this team at Um, O-line. We got a couple good guys coming up. Um, You know, obviously really highly ranked recruits, like Drew Kendall. Um, His dad played at BCN in the NFL. Um, Ozzy Trapillo, who started towards the end of the year, um, went
1: to BC also. Yeah,
0: hmm. Um, you know, two guys who I think could be really solid for this team moving forward. Um, you know, hopefully, you know, they slide right in starting next year because unless we look in the transfer portal, I think that's kind of it in terms of you know the next up guys. Um, so we'll have to see what the team does with that. Um, defensively, too. Um, I don't think we have any guys going to the NFL. I think Josh DeBerry, um, his name has been floated around a little bit as a late-round pick.
1: Valdez, maybe? Mm-hmm. maybe, maybe, maybe Actually, DeBerry maybe. was
0: rumored that the one, uh, the Patriots are intrigued by him um, and kind of want to keep him as like a low-key, either 6th like or 7th-round pick or an undrafted free agent. I think that would be super cool to see if he goes to the Pats. Um, although I do think one more year at BC would really benefit him because he was injured towards the end of the year, and I think you know, when he plays that nickel spot, he plays it so well, especially under Halfley's scheme um you know he's the perfect guy for that and i think he's really showed off his athleticism and, and you know kind of interception and play uh play reading ability um you know he really could be a good nfl player i think um and i think one more year in the heights will really let him show that if he can stay healthy for a whole year and you know play a whole 12 13 games um you know i think that'd be great for him and then we got most of the defense returning too um Jaden would be just announcing that he's coming back for another year um, and he wants to be part of the 2023 NFL draft. So that would be really cool to see.
1: Yeah, for sure. I mean, like you were saying, Zay and a couple of the guys that could leave after their you know, junior season, this season being it. Um, I do think Zay should stay for sure. I think he could get himself mm-hmm. to be a higher draft pick. Um, last season he would have been, you know, late first, early second, maybe. Maybe not late first, but, you know. Mm-hmm. It was tough with the QB second. situation this would probably year. Have been early I think second that changed last a lot. year. He have went to the NFL draft after a sophomore season. Then this year he probably dipped back to about a third-round pick. Um, but he can get himself back up to a second rounder with mm-hmm. another season. He's still
0: getting open this e- uh, Yeah. Getting open Drops, drop. Drop Dropped a
1: year. couple of balls, so he's got to make some of those catches. That, you know, Had a lot of missed hands. throws to him, though, yeah. He's got to make some of those. Goes omissions. two ways. But, uh, um, another thing, Josh DeBerry, I do think he should stay a cornerback. Typically, even if three years, doesn't usually work, especially a guy that's going to probably be a fifth or sixth, seventh rounder. I mean, Ham Cheevers was BC's best corner in 2017, 2018 season. I'm pretty sure if I remember right. And uh, yeah, it was 2017. Um, he was here against Clemson when Trevor Lawrence was here, and he was BC's best cornerback by far, was unreal, was great. Seven ticks or something, right? He had the yeah, seven or eight interceptions, was like first in the country, went to the NFL draft, declared if it was a junior, could have stayed an extra year, was BC's best corner by far, I mean, he's one of the best in the country, but was undersized, so he wasn't going to be a you know third, fourth-round pick. He was gonna, I knew he was going to be fifth, sixth, or seventh. Mm-hmm. Uh, ended up not working out for him, I mean, I think he ended up getting you know, a free agent, thinking about it, I don't even think he was drafted, I think he was an undrafted free agent, and then... Just never made it after that. And uh, I think a fourth year for him would have been elite. And he's better. DeBerry's a great corner. But this kid was better than DeBerry was. And so I would say DeBerry probably should stay an extra year um, to give it, you know, another chance to see how he can develop and, and get better. Both the smaller yeah, corners, um, DeBerry and Hamchiever, that is. But Ham was elite. He was locked down. Just a smaller guy. And it just didn't work for, work out for him leaving early. He would have came back to BC and would have been, once again, one of the best corners in the ACC. But left after his junior year gambled. had seven picks. Um, had a pick six also, um, gambled and just didn't work out unfortunately. But I was a big fan of him. Mm-hmm.
0: Sorry, right. yeah, I'm a, I'm a big fan of him too. Um, so we'll see how things work the series, out. Yeah, he was nasty. See how
1: things work
0: um, out. great, right. too, though. He's got the athleticism to make it to the NFL. I think he does need that kind of like one extra step of polish to his game. Um, he's camped with a lot of big plays this year. Had a few interceptions and big time moments. Um, you know, whenever he picks the ball up, it's a huge swing of momentum for us. It feels like. Um, so I, I really do hope he stays another year because we need a guy that came like at that nickel corner position. Um, you know, he's really played, you know, I'm not going to say perfectly, but he's been great in half-league scheme. I think he's been our, one of our best players defensively, especially our best corner out there. Um, you know, uh, Jason Matry, him and those two have really been holding it down in the secondary. Um, D-line I'm a little worried about. Um, you know, the pass rush has been super slow. We were last in the ACC um, in sacks for most weeks this year. Um we are rumored to be looking in the transfer portal for a D lineman, um, particularly one from the University of Richmond. I don't have his name with me right now. I know it's number 98. I can't remember his name for some reason. Um, but he's an elite pass rusher. He's been named all conference and he has NFL draft potential NFL draft projections. Um, he could be a late rounder. But I think he knows that if he really wants to kind of make it, he should probably spend one more year in college and transfer into a big time power five school. Um, you know, BC really needs a guy like him. He's an elite pass rusher. Um, so that would be really cool to see. Um, I mean, at this point, I just hope we kind of hop in the transfer portal and grab someone
1: um, to help some us guys. out in the pass rush. Yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, you know, guys are going to walk up to, to BC because it's a bigger school than wherever they're at, you know, whether it's a small school like South Florida, Old Dominion, or the big school. I mean, we've got guys from bigger schools that transfer here, like Florida State with, uh, mm-hmm. would be. So um, we'll see how things work out. Obviously, yeah, with the offensive line, a lot of guys are going to be gone. I do like your pillow, though. My mom actually texted me that. Um, Chapillo, Chapillo's father, uh, was the one that lifted up Flutie after the Hail Mary pass against Miami. So, Oh, that's sick. Um big history there, obviously. And I'm happy he's getting some snaps as a sophomore and, and, and being a starter now uh, at the end of the season, which was pretty cool. So see how that works out, obviously. But BC has got a lot of guys going into their senior year, you know, the big options like Zay and DeBerry, and then also guys that are going to have their chance in the NFL. Um, obviously on the offensive line, all those guys are definitely going to make it. Then, then some guys mm-hmm. in the defense are going to have a chance at a practice squad or, a um, training camp process, so we'll see how things work out but mm-hmm. yeah that'll be um, really
0: cool to see The yeah. way um, obviously excited for those guys
1: definitely yeah. And th- as we said like DeBerry similar to him Chiefs as I said I mean DeBerry is a great corner him Chiefs is better as, as a ball hawk especially at 7 picks it's 2017-2018 um, both seasons he was good 2017 he didn't play as much 2018 he became the cornerback one he was great um, played with mm-hmm. some guys that are still here now I mean Elijah Jones was on the team then and Major also on the team then too um, mm-hmm. Greg Carlson's been here
0: since uh prehistoric yeah. era
1: he has yeah he's going to his 25th year but I'll uh, we'll see how things work out obviously BC's got some uh big uh chances at the NFL ahead so we'll be rooting for him for mm-hmm. sure really um, excited
0: to see and I think Halfley's NFL experience has really been a selling point for some of these guys too um especially defensively because Josh DeBerry I mean you know two of his years have been with Halfley only one does but uh
1: does <laughs> he got fired um, too Damn.
0: Yeah, he's out of Colorado State. But uh, yeah, DeBerry took a huge leap last year. And, you know, if, yeah. without Halfley, you got to wonder, would DeBerry be in the same position in a different scheme? Um, honestly, I think he'd still be a good player, but I don't think he'd be viewed quite the same in a different scheme. Um, you know, him getting to play that nickel cornerback, which is such a huge position in Halfley's defense, um, you know, it's really allowed him to show his talents.
1: For sure. Um, and then also, we have 10 minutes left now, so... If anybody would like to call in, give me a text at 617-596-3150. If we don't have time today, which we do have right now, if anyone wants to join, you can. Mm, absolutely. If it all will save for Saturday, we'll definitely be having more people on air then. Um, but for now, if you'd like to call in, give me a text at 617-596-3150. Um, so to finish up, we can talk some culture football playoff uh, predictions, which – it's a big thing, obviously, in college football. I, I wish it was more than four teams that made. It. I think it'd be cool if it was like an eight-team tournament, but mm-hmm.
0: especially this year, you know, it's kind of wide open. Um, I really do wish it was eight teams too. I, mean,
1: I think it'd be pretty cool, but I do think the matchups are pretty cool. I think I I do have Bama winning it all. I'll start with that. Um, <laughs> I think they were the better team, obviously, the Georgia Georgia Bama. That was a great matchup. I just think Bama's firepower is just unreal. I don't, I don't think you could stop mm-hmm. them. So I think Bama going to win it, but I do. Right, who do you, you so
0: got in but... your uh, individual matchups? Okay. So you got Bama Cincinnati. I know yes. You got Bama, I got Bama, Bama over there. On the other side, I got Bama. Georgia Michigan. That should be a good game. I'm, I'm excited for that one. Yes,
1: I'd be rooting for Michigan just because Georgia and Bama again playing would be a really good matchup. I, 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 I don't take want. Team in. Yeah, I don't want to say that again. I like Michigan just because they didn't win obviously for years against Ohio State and Hobart was getting a lot of the smack that Daniel Jones and the Giants get. I don't really like when people who are just bashing guys in the media like the Giants always get. So I was rooting for Hobart, but That's I fair. think it'll be Georgia. I think it'll be Alabama. I think Bama beats them. I'll think it might, it'll be hard to beat them a second time, though. It'll be difficult to beat them a second time. I think it'll be close to game this time. I'll take Bama by three, uh, 34-31.
0: Mm-hmm. All I'll right, that's it. fair. Um, so I'm going to, uh, for the first game, um, we got Bama-Cincinnati, obviously. I'm obviously sticking with Bama. Um, I mean, Cincinnati, they're solid. They've been a tough team all year, but their only wins against Notre Dame, they won by 11 points. Um, that's just not enough to hang with Alabama, to be completely honest. Um, I think they're gonna get smoked. I think it's gonna be like forty-four to thirteen or something. Um, Cincinnati's gonna struggle. Bama's super explosive offense. Even without Mechie out there, they still got plenty of guys that can step up. Um, Jamison Williams, obviously gonna be the wide receiver one now. He's been electric all year. Um, and Bryce Young, I mean, you just can't stop that team. Um, Bryce Young the Heisman favorite. Um, the O line I mean, their O line defense, they got everything. Bama has no weaknesses, so um, you know, I got them in a blowout. Um but, and then on the other side of the bracket, Michigan-Georgia, um, you know, I got to agree with you, Georgia, the most physical, defensively dominant team in the entire college football playoff, I think, um, all, of co- uh, all of college football, actually, I think, um, you know, you just, you, you really have to be on your A-plus game to beat them, um, I mean, Bama did that, but I just don't think Michigan has that kind of firepower, um, Michigan's been solid, but I got Georgia like 31 to twenty. Over Michigan. over Michigan. Mm-hmm. I just don't think Michigan's gonna be able to match their scoring either, um, and they're gonna have a tough time against their defense. Um, so, I mean, Michigan's rushing defense is always. I mean, Michigan's running offense is always on, but so is Georgia's rushing defense. So, I think that'll be a battle up front. Um, and then for my national championship, I hate to go with the exact same pick as you because I always like to disagree. But I really don't think anyone's stopping Bama this year. I'm not gonna lie to myself and act like I think Georgia's gonna win. Um, most explosive offense in all of college football, top-tier defense. Um, but I think it's no debate that those two teams, Bama and Georgia, They're are just the best, too. The best two. Yeah. They're the best two, yeah. As much as I hate to say it, and I don't want them to play a rematch in the uh, national championship. Yeah, they'd be better with a
1: different matchup for sure.
0: Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, I wish I could have seen you know a little bit of a mix-up. Like, Bama-Michigan would have been cool. That's why I'm excited for Georgia-Michigan. Um, I mean, just in the first round, um, just to see like a different matchup. Um, but yeah, Bama, I'm going... Final score. I'm gonna say, 35, uh 34, no, 31-24, Bama. Um, Solid game. Not going to overtime, just in regulation. Solid game. Yeah, I think it should be good, but I think Bama's gonna, you know, score early and then kind of always keep a seven to ten point lead throughout, and then, you know, Georgia's just not gonna have it in them to go down and score a touchdown at the end of the game. Um, you know, that offense is just unstoppable. I really think.
1: Yeah, so there we go. It was great predictions. I love it. Uh, we had to get that in our, since college football is huge. Uh, now we got uh, my boy, Mark Walsh, going to call in for the last five minutes, give us some insight onto anything what he wants to talk anything about. He insight on anything. But my boy, Mark Walsh, my best friend since uh, fourth grade, um, always been my boy. Check out his music on Spotify, Mark Walsh. Check out his Instagram page, Mark Walsh Music, um, one of the most talented – uh, musicians in the world, he's, it's about time he starts getting some more respect and, and more people Absolutely. know him for sure. I'm um, a big
0: fan of his music.
1: Oh, he's the best. He's the best. It's about time he gets more coverage. So that's why we're doing it here. You know what I mean? So here he is. Mm-hmm. Uh, lost it for a second. Hold on. There we go. Got him now. My boy, there he hey, is.
0: What's going on, Mark?
1: Mark Walsh, how we doing, kid? What's going on, Beast? Thank you guys for letting me call in. I-
2: the uh the air time tonight hey absolutely i hope you heard
1: the intro i know you know on air it's like 20 seconds behind so you may not hear us uh go off about you and rave about your abilities but we did i Uh, gave everyone the shout out and i gave a shout out on the on the instagram account and spotify people gotta know yes sir
2: thank you absolutely i appreciate
1: y'all happy you call it you called in dude we appreciate it we're we're psyched to have you on it's about time Mm -hmm. and Hope we get you in a studio. Give us a real. song one day and come in and give us, give us, a, <laughs> give us, a, give us a whole, uh, yeah, we need a little, like, whole lesson, too. Yeah. <laughs> give us a lesson on the guitar or anything. Yeah, thank you, guys, for real. Um, I guess I'll go back to the Giants points. Uh, just
2: to just to say what I was thinking as I heard that whole segment, because I know, Joey, you know the most. <laughs> and, you
1: beast. Uh, anyone I've ever met, obviously, growing up here. And, uh, <laughs> Sure. I think i think their offensive line has just been the problem for way mm-hmm. too long and i think uh
2: like you said you gave a lot of really good points statistics about why like daniel jones isn't the problem and things like that mm-hmm. and obviously i feel like jason Garrett is the scapegoat but yeah when it gets to the end of the season they're gonna realize that like there's there's a lot of like major flaws with management i think mm-hmm. you know gentleman gentleman
1: does have to go mm-hmm. um you know, call it a terrible signing, but I think the main issue, like the defense, has improved mm-hmm. in
2: recent years. Absolutely, but I think the main issue is like they need those big guys up front in the trenches on offense who are gonna give the playmakers time to make plays. You know,
1: give time to you to make a play. Get Mark Walsh to their wideout. <laughs> they know the LB three. Come on. No, I I seriously believe if you were the
2: GM of the Giants, like they'd be in a good place. Like, hey, I I'm yeah, appreciate
1: we, we, we got to like Joey the, up in the front office. I, I, I,
2: you know, college and everything too football. So. <laughs> Joey sure. Joey,
0: bring his Mac players to the NFL
1: yeah you know me
2: You know, you know trade like the first conference. and second rounders in the
0: Kent State and Michigan he knows Louisville
1: too yeah you got the Trevi on the Jamari. And everything. You, are, you already know you know what I mean that's it right. you already know but yeah I do think I care about the Giants more than anyone that's in the Giants organization so that's why I want to work there I would tell them I care about the Giants more than anyone that uh, does this for a living as a job but let me hear your input on uh, Mac Jones let's hear some Patriots talk how do you think yeah, Max good. season been going
2: I love Mac Jones. I think he's like the he was the perfect quarterback to kind of step into this position and like to be a rookie quarterback and come to New England like not only are like Boston and New England fans so like die hard and like you know if if a player isn't doing well like they'll get on them right away and everything and like the media is so mm-hmm. crazy and Absolutely. all that but, like, mm. he's handled everything so well and just shown that he can deliver the ball accurately, which is what the offense needs. You know what I mean? After a guy Absolutely. like him, dude, and I know, like, some people love him, some people hate him. I think Mac Jones was the perfect guy to, to step in, and I'm so excited that, like, he's the new guy, that young Buck. Um, Absolutely. Like, you know, yeah, rookie, sure. and, like, he's already shown this much of what he can do. Um so I'm, I'm definitely super excited about that. My brother got the Mac Jones jersey already. Oh, let's go. There you go. I'm <laughs> super excited about him. There you go.
1: I can
0: hit yeah, the Mac Jones He's been jersey. so steady out there. He's been so good. Um, <laughs> you know, he hangs in close games. I mean, he never really – he hasn't really made many poor decisions at all. So, I Yeah, think he plays a safe sense.
1: play. To, to that point, I, I always thought –
2: like, I, I've said it since the beginning of the year. I say there was some people online after about, like, I don't know, when the, the Pats were two or four, they were saying, Cam Newton would have won a couple of those games.
1: Yeah, it's nonsense. And to them, say, like, mm-hmm. That's not the case. Like you can look back, and I don't think you can look at any of the losses we've had this year and say, "Here's where it went wrong." Matt yeah,
2: Jones made this mistake. That's how they lost. You would have lost
1: by more with with Cam, realistically. Exactly.
2: Yeah,
0: mm-hmm. yeah we <laughs> like, lost a lot of a close team, games with Cam last year. So many
2: other games. So many the teams' quarterbacks, the most important position on the offense. It's like you could look at what a quarterback play was like. An interception that lost us the game or whatever. Mac Jones never made those mistakes that cost us the game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Cam had that fumble versus the, the Bills. Brandon yeah. A lot. I think the defense blew it against Dallas, third
0: and twenty-five, and failing. C D Lamb get the first down or whatever. Like
1: yeah, and the touchdown to an overtime. The right.
0: Mm-hmm. The Bucks um, game was right there.
1: Mark was and at the Bucks, the Bucks game. Mark was at the Bucks game.
2: I think they should have. I was at that game. I wanted yep. them
1: to go for it. They needed they you, you in there. In Mac Jones hands. There you go. They need you in there at offensive coordinator to get McDaniels out of there. <laughs> 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 you beast. They could use you in there. The Giants could use you in there too. <laughs> no, I mean, I think honestly, I think Bill let Steve call a lot of the defensive plays. Steve mm-hmm. Belichick, his son. Yeah, absolutely. I yeah. think I think as soon as Bill was
2: like, all right, I'm taking control of the defense now, they've gone on this tear and they've looked incredible, you know?
1: Absolutely. That's yeah. Just,
2: that's just my theory. I feel like the Patriots do their best to make sure people don't really know what's going on. Like, who, behind closed doors, who's making all the calls. Obviously, Bill's the mastermind behind all of it, you know?
1: Mm-hmm. Um, absolutely. Yeah, it's a lot to yeah, look forward but, to as a, as a Patriots fan. And the Patriots obviously being, the dominance being back, uh, it's a big thing to be NFL. I know everyone thought right. the reign was over, so... Um, mm-hmm. it's only time you know yeah
0: it's been great to see i'm fired up
1: um yeah know, absolutely too. it's only I'm time bills, yeah. yeah you got a new quarterback too so it's only time that you got a new regime with the new quarterback really it's a whole different look obviously the mac jones it really but. is crazy
2: mm-hmm. i mean i, I could not mm-hmm. have seen this coming like at two and four especially And i was like all right we're, we're entering a dark age here like mm-hmm. i didn't think it was going to be forever but i was kind of worried like that thought was in the back of my mind like i still had faith in the team i had faith in bill but I, I mean, I think my mind kind of just started drifting for the worst because in in our lifetime, like, we've never experienced that as Patriots fans, you know? Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. So, like, I, didn't, I didn't know what that felt like. I didn't want to know. And then all of a sudden, they've gone on the streak. And, and like you said, Zach, I'm absolutely fired up. I I can't wait to see what this team does. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, it's crazy, too, because, I mean, four months ago, Belichick was still saying Cam were the starter So my expectations were so low well right. for this season.
2: Yeah, absolutely. It, it's so crazy to see how fast things change and, uh, you know, I, I think it obviously worked out for the best. Top seed in the AFC it's, its essentially been a hell of a ride so far. Absolutely, kid. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, thank you for calling, calling in. Yeah, thank for you for calling
1: in, Mark. You yeah. beast. It was thank great. It was a pleasure having you call in, and uh, I definitely gave you a great shout. out I'm gonna give you another one to check out: Mark Walsh Music on Spotify um, and his Instagram, Mark Walsh Music. Check it out, please. This kid's the best in the business um, and the future of the music industry. As I always say, it's about time Atlantic Records gets on their mm-hmm. grind and gives him a call. I'm gonna make it happen. That's I'm gonna fine. get them. I'm gonna get them okay. on the line. Appreciate it. Thank you guys for having me. Absolutely. Thank uh, you for coming thanks in. Thanks for coming on, Take mark. it easy, bro. Have a good one. Thank okay, you. All right. right, see bro. Peace. What a beast, right.
0: dude. Yeah, thank you, Mark, for coming on. Um, great musician. Um, but anyways, we've hit the hour mark, so we're going to wrap it up. Um, thank you guys so much for listening in again. Um, you know, it's been a ride this semester. Um, this being our last one tonight, actually, until this Saturday. We'll be on the FM radio, 90.3 WZBC-FM. Um, We're super pumped from that. That's going to be from 1 to 3 p.m. this Saturday. Um, So obviously we hope to see you guys there. Hope to have some call-ins. We're really fired up for that. So thank you guys for listening.
1: Yeah, thank you guys for listening this whole semester. It's been a pleasure. It's honestly been a gift for us to be able to come in here and uh, do what we love. I love talking sports more than anything. So having this opportunity and having people listen, all you guys listening right now, thank you so much. We really do appreciate it. Um, And Shout out my family and my friends, Mark Walsh, Mike Hurley, uh, Stephen, all you guys calling in. Chris Cotillo called in too. I appreciate you guys calling in and uh, my family listening in. Thank you. And my brother Paul also, I gave him a shout out last week. He wrote our intros and our conclusions. So thank you.
0: I got one one more shout out out too. Shout out to Dan Barron, my boy. Just turned 21 yesterday. Finally started listening to the podcast. So I know he'll hear this in probably two weeks. Uh, So shout out to him too. Thank you guys all for listening. Um, And yeah, we'll see you next week.
1: Yeah, so listen in, 90.3 FM. Uh, Tune in on your radio, in your car, or your kitchen, or Whatever it may be on your phone, whatever you got to do, call in too. Call in, we Go could ahead. use it. Um, we'll definitely have people. Uh, we'll definitely have a lot of time for comments. It'll be two hours, so please call in and thank you guys again for listening. It means a lot. hmm Yeah. Absolutely. Have a good one. Stay All safe. Right. Stay well, and have a great holiday
0: season. Thank you guys. See you Saturday.